Hello, I'm Miles Grindy, and I'm a musician from Southampton, England, the Solent Delta. Also, Pete Harris, the blues man from around here, says, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, so I'd figured I'd do a podcast, uh, probably weekly or something, just trying to talk about music and my releases and other such things. Uh, but I'd just like to talk about today my single, Make Up Your Mind, where it began and everything else. Well, how it started was, well, the background, really, as we call it. And that was a relationship I had around about uh, December 2014, uh, start of 2015, I think it ended. Uh, but it was, as the song suggests, you know, by morning I'm out your door, by, by you know, the evening, you know, you love me. Didn't make any sense. But there we go. I shan't dwell on it too much, but we wish her well. And uh, I started recording it, well, it started off as a demo, because uh, I was in Brighton at the time, uh, studying at the University of Brighton, doing a politics degree. And I just sort of wrote it at the bottom of my, you know, terrible apartment. <laughs> it's the fourth place I'd lived in Brighton. And I mean, it was awful. I mean, those of my friends have seen it on Facebook when I did a live stream about the disgusting mold and all that. I mean, you know, there's a water feature that's just leaking from the boiler, that kind of place. Um, and so, you know, I mean, a friend of mine, Jake Parker did a documentary. It's on YouTube. I'll put the link down below, but, uh, yeah, it's called Miles's mold. <laughs> it was just gross, but I wrote this as like a concept uh, not to sound like I'm 40 years old or, well, 100 years old, but, you know, had a sort of like modern trap kind of beat. Uh, and so, you know, this demo began. I mean, I, you know, in 2018, I released my album Caught in a Storm. And it was, you know, all right it was good i enjoyed it there's good tracks on there and everything else but but then after it well it was the year before that i'd finished recording it and when it was um finished recording i got back to brighton and i started doing i just recorded ethereal bollocks there and then <laughs> what a name and uh yeah it was interesting but yeah i just uh released that in may 2018 but then between then and when I left Brighton, I was trying to do stuff with um, some of my colleagues at this convenience store in Brighton. Well, Hove, actually. Well, it's all the border <laughs> between Brighton and Hove is where the store was located. And some of them were musicians. And I recorded some of these, you know, well, I tried to record with them. And everything else, great guys, great players, and introduced some fantastic people there. But you know, nothing ever came about, you know, housing problems and money worries and all sorts of, you know, time constraints. Um, so that never really happened. But <clears throat> we persevere. <laughs> um, I ended up, uh, you know, back home after I graduated in September. 
Uh, I graduated in August uh, and I got put in touch with a family friend who, you know, invited me over to the States. But before then, I just got, you know, wanted to record my second album because nothing was really happening. And I was like, I really just want to go on to Pastures New. And by the time I left my job, there's no way I was going to commute to Brighton and back for this job. There's no point. Um, so I just quit there and pastures new as I say but you know but then after I was invited I, I just decided to just continue working on the album and and uh, I came up with nine other demos but then after a while I realized that I had this demo lying around uh, but it wasn't like on my Mac because by this point you know my Mac had had a new hard drive put in put an SSD in and that was interesting because it was like I, there's no screw small enough, so I had to use like a big butcher's knife <laughs> to take all the little screws out and put it in myself. But um, yeah, and so and and so I thought I'd lost the demo, but it turned out it was on my Google Drive. And I was saying to the guys I was working with, um, "Do I put this on the album?" I had all these nine other songs uh, recorded and everything else, and you know, I just wanted to you know, get this album finished, basically. I still do. But, yeah, and then, uh, but it was interesting because I said to the guy, one of the guys I was working with is my good friend Omar Bowers, who's a bass player, and uh, he was the one that sort of pushed me over the edge to getting it on the album, as it were. And this was the first time I've seriously written lyrics. I mean, I'd... I wrote some lyrics before and actually funny enough, one of the sets of lyrics I wrote, it said, you know, I wish you'd make up your mind. I thought, wait a minute, that could be something. <laughs> and so it was. Um, but, you know, typically when I'm writing a song, it's like I write a story first about what the music's saying to me. And then I sort of let the story sing the song, if that makes any sense. And, um, you know, and that's how I learned to do it. And so, but with Make Up Your Mind, it was interesting because that was the only time when it just sort of just came out. It just, the whole song came out and I was like, oh, wow, this is just fell, to, fell into place. Um, and I had and originally, and I forgot to mention this, actually, I want to mention it. This is the second time I had to record this podcast because some anchor problems. That's the name of the platform. But anyway. I digress. Um, yeah, there was a riff I did that I eventually got rid of because I realised it would be adding too. There's a separate melody to what the singer sings, and so I was like, okay, that's gone, which is a shame. It was a cool riff. I do it in the solo every now and again. I think I did it once in the solo. Can't really remember. I think you know I did. I did do it in the solo. But anyway, I'm, I'm going off subject here. But the well, I'm still on subject. Anyway, the point. <laughs> But the point is, is that I, you know, it was a big rush to finish it. And the exciting thing was, was going to America. And so this was, so I'd finished all the demos and everything else got, you know, got it all ready to play live, which, which was nice. And uh, well, the studio and went off to America. And so I don't live too far from the train station, which is nice, but it's very scary when you're going off the first ever time on your own abroad. Now I'm very lucky 
in that I've been able to go on holiday a lot with my family abroad quite a bit. I've been to Georgia a couple of times because I went off to Atlanta in the end uh, to go and record. But it was interesting because it's just the first time I've been abroad on my own. And so I was very lucky for that to happen. Um, I mean, I got the, yes, I got the train up to go to the airport and I went to Gatwick, London Gatwick. And the crazy thing was, was that everything was fine. Checking was fine. Going through security was much quicker. (laughs) Sorry, mum, than if I went with the family. But, you know, it's just interesting because like, you know, I'm there just getting on the flight. Everyone's getting on this lovely couple from, I think, St. Helena. Um, you know, we're going to see their family for the Thanksgiving. And that's nice. I mean, I didn't even know it was going to be Thanksgiving until I got there. <laughs> but, you know, but I remember being sat on the flight. You know, we were a little bit late, but not too late. And then they said, oh, you know, I thought, well, this is taking a bit longer than normal. And then it turns out that on the right hand side of the plane they're having a bit of trouble with one of the engines and so i thought okay you know like, all right okay that's that's a little bit off but you know th- won't think too much about it and then about another hour passes and i'm like wait a minute this isn't right <laughs> i said right well you've all got to disembark give you some vouchers by the way alcohol's not included i was like oh great <laughs> am i gonna cope with this <laughs> and um and so and so the interesting thing was uh, was that about six hours go by and I'm like mad as hell, like, mad as hell, right? Because it's just like it's taking forever. I'm thinking, God, I've just, Jesus Christ, I've missed my connecting flight. What am I going to do? Where am I going to stay when I get there? That's the important question. But because um, I was going to go to Orlando first and then um, off to Atlanta from there. So that was what I was waiting for, um, was the London to Orlando flight. And so after about six hours, we get back on and I'm like sat down, I'm like six foot four. So my knees are like firmly behind the poor person in front of me's face because <laughs> I'm just so gentle. It's, it's like the space sucks, man. And um, and so what had happened was, is that as I'm trying to shut my eyes, we're about to you know go away from the gate. I see this big orange glow, big orange glow, right? Now, no flyer of any status, you know, whether you've flown many times before or not at all, right? No one apart from, you know, maybe people looking forward to seeing the streetlights when you touch down in the night, you know, is going to enjoy seeing a big orange glow. So, so I'm just there and I'm thinking, oh God. And so, and so everyone's panicking, right? Well, I say everyone. A couple of people, you know, one man was like being very rude to the staff, very awfully rude. And um and 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 he's there and he's like, Oh, the plane's on fire, the plane's on fire. <laughs> he's going nuts, right? And he's and he's threatening to get, you know, and he's like, he's obviously very bored. And 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 he says he wants to get like the telegraph or the sun involved. And I just thought, well, that says a lot more about him than it does, you know. <laughs> like, he's just mad. But eventually they disembark us again after all the fire engines in Gatwick have gone away. And um and I just remember they put us up in the premier in. Everything's premier but the price, said Lenny Henry this one time. And so the interesting thing was that we ended up uh, you know, staying night and going back. Everything was fine apart from the flight the next day being delayed by an hour, but that's fine. 
you know, got there in the end. But then immigration at, you know, in Orlando was a nightmare because because it was like this is like the only place in the States without any air conditioning. Right. So I'm just there and I'm like, this is mad because there's two big fans on either side of this big hall just churning around all the hot air. It's like so uncomfortable. But I get through, no problem. You know, it's all hunky-dory. But then I find that because I'm two hours late, I've missed not just the connecting flight, but every single connecting flight. So I'm like, oh, God, nothing's going to plan. Well, nothing was going to plan. Um, And so I end up having to stay at this hotel at Orlando Airport. And, you know, a sod's law, they have to give me, like, the most expensive room. I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, I know it's, you know, I dare say it's, like, ridiculous. But, like, you know, it was, like, 250-odd quid pounds, that is, <laughs> to, to like, you know, have that room for one night. And, I mean, I mean... You know, I'm very lucky to say that I was in a position to be able to afford that, but that was a lot of the budget of my trip over gone in like one like one transaction. Madness, right? But anyway, I eventually get to a lot. So I obviously book the flight, you know, the connecting flight. I didn't have to pay for that, but got the connecting flight back over to to Atlanta the next day about twelve. And the interesting thing is that. I get there and like finally, and uh, we end up going to this like house party. I say house, this is this, is this mansion, right? <laughs> Huge mansion. I'm like, you know, lovely, lovely people that own it. Jenny, you know, owns it. She's fantastic. And her husband's a legend. Honestly, lovely people. Very, very hospitable people. But the thing was, I sort of thought so ridiculously posh about this mansion. I mean, of course, the mansion's posh, right? But they had a, a lift or elevator going down to the wine cellar, which I thought was mad. But anyway, what I completely had forgotten was that I was told that we were going to go to a jam uh, later on. And and the thing was that I ended up, you know, going to my first ever jam at the Velvet Note. But I was like, gone. I was like, I had too much fun at this party, you know, a little bit too much wine and, you know, crazy, right? But then um, I end up uh going to you know this jam and I end up playing one of my mate's songs one of my mate's songs uh over there like I do this blues cover of it right and he was not happy <laughs> but I was like well it's exposure for the both of us but anyway and um that was fun but then obviously a lot you know a lot of those jam attendances before realizing on December 15th that I've got to get actually get cracker with some music so that's when we actually started work but um, the great thing is that I, um, oh, what was it? I, uh, you know, another place I went to was Cafe 290. And that place is fantastic. I love it. And there's always two guaranteed shows a month or every so often. And that's uh, the Joe Granston Big Band. And I met Joe. He's a lovely guy, great player, great singer. Uh, I think it's fantastic, you know, because a lot of musicians don't really you could barely get three piece band going, let, let alone a oh, 16 piece band, which is like incredible. And, uh, bumping the mango is the other band is the other show. And first of all, I just want to say that like, you know, I met a couple of great players from both bands, uh, called Tom Gibson, 
who's a legend, and Kevin, and I can't remember his last name, but we always got, you know, <laughs> we always had a lot of fun when we got drunk. But um, but yeah, that was that was a good time. But uh, the singer for Bumping the Mango, Mike uh, Ian Michael Brewer, Brewer, so cool. He's got Brewer in his last name. How cool is that? Um, he's a fantastic singer, and he sort of, you know, to me, he seemed like um, what was it? Uh, you know, both in one person, Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth. Now I know a lot of you know, Van Halen fans will probably be like, yo man, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, well, hear me out, right? Because Sammy could hold a tune and David Lee Roth has got charisma, right? Not charisma, charisma is more important, <laughs> right? But Ian are both, Ian's got both of that, you know, that's awesome. And, you know, I just think it's fantastic that they got, you know, both him, his, you know, Bumper the Mango and and Joe Granson have got regular showcase there because they, they're great and it's fantastic to see how well they're doing. But I, but managed to, I managed to get Ian to sing on Make Up Your Mind, and he was fantastic to work with, absolute pleasure, and just completely nailed it. So very grateful for that. But yeah, wow. Um, and then we also, I also met uh, Wayne Vire. Now Wayne is a is a fantastic drummer, and I'm really great to have had him play on all the songs on the album uh, so far. But uh, the thing is that I remember that I've seen him go on tour. Well, I think it's a tour. It looks like a tour. But he recently played at the Hollywood Bowl. Now I would have loved to have seen it in person, but I think that's absolutely fantastic that um, that Wayne's doing that because that's just. I wish I was there for that because that must have been such a great experience. I'm so glad to see he's doing well. Uh, but yeah, but there was a story of uh, of of Wayne and he's in the studio and he's, uh, you know, and he's drumming along to this song I've written. And it's like 160 or like 140 or whatever, but very fast, you know, consistently BPM, right? So the entire song and he's there and he's like, man, I'm getting too old for this. And I'm like... <laughs> Dude, you sound great. And after one of the takes of a different song, not make up your mind, um, you hear me like laughing, clapping, and I hope it's made it in there, but I don't know. Uh, and then we got in, and then, you know, it's difficult for me to like praise these artists all the time because I always get mixed up. There's so many people I love, but Enrico Galletta, after many bass players we tried to get on, he was the one that really, really fit the bill. He's such a great player. He's one of the best bass players ever. And if you get a chance, always be sure to check him out on Facebook and Instagram because he's got some great stuff on there. But yeah, and he did a great job on that track. And uh, I'm just so grateful we've got so many fantastic players. I mean, we've got Bill Hart on keyboards. Uh, that was a last minute kind of thing. But yeah, but it was mixed and mastered, uh, make it in mind, uh, at Trammell Starks' studio in Atlanta. And it's so much fun. But yeah, so... And, and, and you know, in terms of getting everything done, it took forever to get things done. I can't, I don't know why, but it was just ridiculous how long it took. But the thing was, is that we got the drums and vocals done on the first leg of the tour. That was it. The first leg of the first trip over. For, so that was from like uh, November to January. Got it done there. And then over the time between the two trips, uh, I had the bass tracks put on which is good and then back when i returned did we end up doing the guitar and then keyboards and it's all sorted uh but yeah that was that was a lot of fun 
Uh, I managed to bring over my harmonist pedal, my boss harmonist pedal. You know, I had that in my suitcase. I swear to God, you know, if I ever get pulled up for something or I have to swear on something in like a court or something, I'll just say, don't give me no religious text. Don't give me a Bible. Just give me my boss harmonist pedals manual. <laughs> Love that, man. Oh, it's so good. But yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I came back to England in May 4th and tend a lot of jams and it was released at the end of May 31st uh, this year and really good response. A little under 2,100, you know, uh, streams on Spotify, which I think is amazing. And I'll thank everyone so much. Almost got 100 followers, which is a boost from like 20 uh, on Spotify as well. And it's played in like so many countries. It's got a like UK, it's got the state, a lot of plays in the States, uh, Germany. Um, you know, so I really wish I had this handy, but uh, but oh, here we go. But yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's just like loads and loads. Of, it's a ridiculous amount of of listeners, but like, you know, we got uh, Czech Republic, South Africa, Italy, Romania, the Netherlands, Finland, Brazil, and Colombia. Like, this is great. Also got Turkey on there as well. But that's just fantastic. I'm really grateful for everyone for their kind words and good response because that's just really inspired me. And I'm really humbled that you're listening to my music. And thank you so much. Um, so where do I go from here? Well, got a lot of recording to do. I mean, Ian did do a couple of other songs, but I think they've been lost to deletion. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Wasn't my idea. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking very much forward to finishing off the album. And I mean, at the moment, you know, it's, you know, the song's making headwaves with different playlists, uh, had a review done by the Bandcamp Diaries. Uh, and they also did, um, did an interview with me, which is, which is really nice. I'm very grateful for them to doing that. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's just onwards and upwards from here. Uh, I like to say uh, thank you for listening and uh, be sure to check out Make Up Your Mind. And I've tagged below everyone I've mentioned in, well, I think everyone I mentioned. I'm not sure. I might have missed out one or two. I don't know. Can't remember. Very busy these days. <laughs> but down below. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, the first of many podcasts. And this, just to let you know, is a second re-recording and re-uploading of this because something went wrong with Anchor. I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much for listening.